Hey, hey, y'all. It's me, Robin. And just real quick before we get to today's episode, if you are loving listening to the podcast, or maybe you don't know because you've just pressed play for the first time ever, but if you like to listen to things in your earbuds, you are going to be so happy to know that Raising Kids with Big Baffling Behaviors is now released as an audiobook. You can get it in Audible or wherever else you get your audiobooks. And of course, you can still get it in print and ebook. If you go to robingobel.com slash book, it's going to give you all the options, including that you could order a signed copy from my local bookstore. Alrighty, y'all. Here's that podcast episode you're waiting for. So when your kid's behavior is baffling and yours is too sometimes, yeah, I know. Let's take a break from all the bamboozle here on the baffling behavior show. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Baffling Behavior Show or the podcast formerly known as Parenting After Trauma. I'm your host, Robin Goble. You're about to listen to a replay of the episode called How to Handle a Bottomless Pit of Needs. How can we help fill the cups of our kids when it feels like all the love we pour in just like leaks out the bottom and they never get full? This is actually the fifth most downloaded episode from the podcast. It's just under the series on boundaries parenting a child who can't seem to handle the word no, and the series on trauma memory behavior. Maybe you've noticed I've already replayed all of those during this past month. In mid-October, I decided I was going to take a little podcasting break from then until mid-January. I always take a podcasting break from mid-December to mid-January, so really all I did was extend that break by about a month. But y'all, I had this realization that I'm tired. I published a book this year and I grew the club this year and I am wrapping up my second cohort of Being With and I enrolled a sold out cohort for the 2024 cohort of Being With. And then last week I recorded my audiobook. And I just realized I needed to pause, take a step back, focus on myself, focus on my family, and then, of course, focus on members of the club and my students in being with. So I took my regularly scheduled podcast break and just extended it by a month. When I think about what parents in the club are talking about right now, and when I look back on my 15 years as a therapist and think about this time of year, what parents have so often talked about is that the neediness of our vulnerable kids, that that bottomless pit of needs, just seems to get even deeper during stressful, highly dysregulating times like the holiday season. Their window of tolerance gets smaller. Our window of tolerance gets smaller, which of course then increases their neediness and decreases our ability to deal with it. I totally get it. So I hope that this episode will help you make some sense of what's happening for your child as well as what's happening for you and with the way you're reacting to it. 
that feeling of you'll never be satisfied or I'll never be enough for you. Y'all, I know it's a huge trigger for me too. So I get it. May this episode bring you a little extra regulation, compassion, and understanding for this really hard to tolerate behavior. Okay, here we go. Today, I want to talk about kids who are described by the adults in their life as bottomless pits. Kids who feel like they have a literal hole in their hearts and It's as if no matter how much love and care and attention you pour into them, it's like it just seeps out this hole in the bottom of their heart. It's just never, ever enough. Their cup is never full. These are kids who cannot hold on to the feelings of presence and connection. So when they're getting presence and connection, that's great. But the moment they're not getting it, like intense one-on-one, I'm here, I'm present with you experience, the moment they're not getting it, it feels to their nervous system like that that presence and connection was never there to begin with and they'll never, ever, ever get it again. It's, it's as if they don't have this, the string that like connects them to all the moments of connection they've had in the past with all the moments of connection that they'll also get to still have in the future. I mean, think about it. Those of us who don't panic when we aren't getting you know, immediate one-on-one connection and attention from somebody, it's because we have a felt sense of the connection we've had in the past. It like continues to live in our hearts and in our minds and in our brains, and we can still feel it. And we have trust that it will happen again in the future. We don't spend a lot of time thinking about this, of course, but if I had the felt sense that I would never feel connected again ever, I'd probably panic too and seem like a bottomless pit of connection. For some kids, you know, there's a lot of reasons why this can happen. But for some kids, it's it's about early childhood trauma, some relational or developmental trauma. And having, because of that, having developed or not developed a solid sense of I'm a me, I exist, right? So we come to know we exist and that we exist separately from our caregiver. We have our own unique separate self because of presence and connection and then breaks in presence and connection and then returning to that presence and connection. So having a caregiver who sees us, right? A caregiver who helps us feel um, feel seen and known. It's Dan Siegel and Tina Payne Bryson, they talk about feeling safe, seen, soothed, and secure. And when we get those experiences, when little children, little babies get those experiences from their caregiver of regularly feeling safe, seen, soothed, and secure, part of what's happening is their 
kind of knitting into their own self, the, the feeling of I am me, I exist. I do talk about this uh, a little bit more and with a little bit different nuance in the Brilliance of Attachment series. Uh, so the easiest way for you to access the Brilliance of Attachment series that I did is to head to robingobel.com slash ebook because I took that series and I created an ebook out of it. It is on the podcast. You can scroll back and find the attachment series um, as podcast episodes. But I also you know, smooshed it all together, wrote it all out and created, a colleague of mine created this beautiful ebook that you can download for free. So you can get that at robingobel.com slash ebook. And again, that kind of goes into more and kind of a different take to on this, how a connection and attachment create the experience of I am me, I exist. So for kids who had some attachment trauma, relational trauma, developmental trauma, they may not have a very solid sense that I exist when I am not in connection with someone else, right? And so when that connection is it breaks, and I'm, when I say breaks, I mean like the normal, like you had to shift your attention to your other child, or you had to answer the phone, or you had to go turn off the stove, or get the laundry out, right? Like you just have to do regular life. So then that connection, that 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 connection breaks, and the sense for the child in their body is not only I might not ever get that again, but when I'm not getting connection, my own connection to myself, my feeling of existing is in jeopardy. I have also seen this like bottomless pit feeling coming about due to just some developmentally delayed internalized regulation. I've talked a ton in this podcast. You can find a lot of episodes about it. It's also in the Billions of Attachment ebook about how self-regulation is really just internalized co-regulation. Again, I have several podcasts to talk about that. And for many different reasons, kids can be what I would just say developmentally delayed in their own internalized co-regulation, which and so they need more co-regulation, more presence, more connection, more attention than you would expect from a child of their age. So we don't typically look at teeny tiny little newborn babies and think that they're bottomless pits of connection. Like we expect that from them. Of course they are. But if the 10 year old acting the same way, it can feel really big and overwhelming. Like, oh my gosh, this child's just a bottomless pit. Like their connection needs are never, ever met. So I think it's helpful to remember, like we wouldn't think that about a newborn. And so we can look at this as simply like developmentally delayed internalized regulation, right? And you know, it's about regulation because something's happening that's letting your child know they're bottom they're feeling like a bottomless pit, right? Like they're whining or they're clinging or they're asking for constant attention. I mean, what that really is, is asking for constant co-regulation. And that really then is about development, developmentally delayed internalized regulation. So you can, you can go to robingobel.com slash podcast and put in search words. Like you can put in co-regulation, you can put in regulation, um, put in self-regulation. You'll find the podcasts that I have that talk about 
regulation, the development of regulation, what co-regulation really is, how regulation is really just internalized co-regulation. You can find all those episodes. Yeah. Just go to robingoble.com slash podcast and you can use some of those keywords and those episodes will come up. So behavior like whining, crying, clingy behavior, those are behaviors that signal that the nervous system is stressed. It's in distress. It's what I call in protection mode. Protection mode is I'm not feeling safe. Something's not right. I need help. I need help returning to my preferred way of being, which is to be in connection mode, to feel safe and settled and regulated. There's a contentedness that accompanies connection mode, a sense of I'm okay. I'll be okay. And even if I'm not okay now, I'll be okay in the future. If you're a child, you would describe as like a bottomless pit of needs. You likely have a child who doesn't experience, you know, spend a lot of time in that space of contentedness, right? So that whiny, clingy behavior is behavior that's saying, hey, I need more connection. The challenge, of course, is that we don't really want to connect with someone who's whining, right? Like the behavior that our kids are often giving us that we would then call like, oh, they're just a bottomless pit. They're, they're kind of annoying behaviors. And so these two things are working against each other. It's a behavior that says I need more connection, but it's also a behavior that's pushing away connection. So the very first step in parenting a child who seems like they're just a bottomless pit of needs is recognizing their behavior as an actual need. It is a need that's signaling, I need connection. It's so easy. It's easy for me, y'all. I still have to really actively stay present with myself because bottomless pit of connection, bottomless, like the bottomless pit presentation in somebody else actually is really hard for me. Um, it's real easy for me to sit beside behind this microphone and tell you all the reasons behind this state of the nervous system and why your kid acts like they have a bottomless pit and how you should respond to it. Super easy for me to do that all alone in my office. Nobody is clinging to me or um, whining or asking me for connection or leaving me feeling like no matter what I do, it's not enough. But that's a that's a personal trigger of mine. I am overwhelmed by the bottomless pit. I am overwhelmed feeling like I can't ever possibly meet this person's needs. That means then that this behavior is never, ever, ever going to end. Now, if you pause for a moment, you can see how my thoughts and the child's thought or the other person's thought are are same. They're like flip-flop of each other, right? The person with this nervous system presentation that looks like the bottomless pit they have a feeling of it'll never be enough and I can't hold on to it. I must have it all the time, right? Or I can't feel it, right? And if I let it go, it'll never happen again. Me, I have the thought of it is impossible to meet this person's needs. I I get this sense of almost like I'm going to drown in their needs and I am not going to be okay, right? So... 
when I am activated in that, when I'm activated in like, this will never be okay. I'll never meet this person's need. They'll never be satisfied. It'll never be enough. What's happening, of course, is that I'm no longer regulated. And if I'm no longer regulated, I'm not able to give them what they need, which is presence and connection. They simply just don't, they can't coexist. So as hard as it is, and I am telling you this as a person who struggles with behavior, that's bottomless pit behavior. I kind of struggle with it myself, like as a human, like there might be people in my life who would actually describe me that way, but I just, I struggle with that when that's other people's behaviors. Okay. So I'm in solidarity with you today. And I'm interrupting the show real quick because if you happen to be a new listener, you might find yourself being a little overwhelmed by all this information. That makes total sense. I mean, there's like 150 episodes plus all the free resources that are available over my website. It's just a lot. So many folks have asked me, where do I start? So I created a separate podcast stream called Start here. What I did is I took the 10 episodes that I want you to listen to first, and that I want you to listen to in this specific order. And I put them into a separate podcast stream so that you don't have to search for them. You can just press play and they'll play one after the other after the other. If you go to robingobel.com slash start here, you'll be able to get an invitation to subscribe. And then you'll be able to listen right in the same podcast app you're using right now. RobinGobel.com slash start here. If I want to fill that person's cup so that they aren't a bottomless pit, so that the connection and presence I'm giving them matters, so that that hole, the proverbial hole in the heart that's allowing all this leaking to happen, I if I want change to happen and for that bottomless pit energy to be healed... I have to show up with connection and presence. And when I'm the more regulated person in the relationship and and for parents that and therapists that theoretically is us, we're theoretically the more regulated person in the relationship. It is our job to do what we can to show up as often as we can, not hundred percent of the time, never with perfection in a way that is truly offering connection and presence. So again, the number one step is recognizing that this behavior is an actual need. And then the second step is to get present and regulated yourself. And I say that with love and care and compassion and no judgment at all, more kind of just like a check-in with what reality is that in order to start to kind of repair this hole in the heart, we have to approach this child with regulation, with connection, with presence. And I know that that's really, really, really hard and it is what has to happen. So working on ourselves to be able to be present and able to be regulated, not all the time, just maybe a little bit more often than what's currently happening, right? If you remain in a dysregulated state and it makes sense that you're dysregulated by somebody is, you know, grasping, whining, clingy need, like desperate need for connection and attention, right? If you stay, if you're dysregulated, then 
you're, no matter how much you're trying to show up with presence and connection, it's not going to meet your child's need. And so that bottomless pit really actually is bottomless. Okay. So once you see the need and then regulate yourself, now let's look at how do we scaffold that child's need for connection? How do we scaffold their ability to take in the connection that's happening so that, you know, proverbial hole in their heart starts to get patched. It's possible that you simply just need to increase the amount of connection you have with that child. And you need to increase the amount of connection you have with that child while you're regulated. It is possible that that is the simple, but exceptionally hard answer. And It's okay if that's true. Like, it's okay if while you're listening to this episode, you have this aha moment of like, oh yeah, actually it makes sense that my child is, is feeling dysregulated and as though they have a bottomless pit for connection because I'm meeting their need for connection with my own dysregulation. And really what I need to do is find a way to have more true, regulated, connected moments with my child. No shame in that. In fact, it'd be really brave to just honest, you know, honestly acknowledge that. Super hard to change, but, you, but we can do it. It could, though, very much be true that your child needs help taking in the connection and regulation that you're offering them. Right. So you may really be feeling like, listen, I, I do show up with presence and connection and co-regulation and, but it doesn't seem to be making any kind of difference at all. So what that means is that your child's struggling to take it in. Like they're struggling to like allow that goodness, the connection, the presence to like ooze into their nervous system and start to patch up that kind of hole in their heart. So there are some things we can do to help our child take it in, to help our child, to help it matter, like the connection we're giving them to help it actually matter and make a difference for our child. So let's talk about a couple of what a couple of those things can be. It's tricky because connection in, in a way isn't something we can see, right? Like it's not this overt, very tangible, explicit thing. It's something that's felt, Right. So one way to start to kind of patch that hole to really fill that bottomless pit is to bring attention to connection when connection is there. So that might sound something like, gosh, I'm feeling so connected to you right now. It's like there's this invisible string of connection between my heart and yours. Do you feel it too? So really anchoring into, like, again, making it explicit, verbalizing, making something clear that's not clear. Because again, connection's not clear. We can't really see it, but we can feel it and we can bring attention to it. It might sound something like, I can feel the energy of my heart stretching all the way to your heart. Do you feel it too? If your child says that they feel it too, you can go further into it and say something like, what does it look like? Right? You can really play around with imagery 
and like talk about the color of the connection, the shape of the connection, how thick or how thin it is, right? Like it can be anything. And it doesn't matter what color or shape or how thick it is. Like that's not relevant. What's relevant is that we find kind of this playful way to keep the attention on the connection. The more attention that we can keep on the connection, the more likely it is that that true felt experience of connection is, um, matters. Like it will, not that it, it matters no matter what, but that it will create, you know, a, a, a lay a brick, right. Lay a brick in the, the wall that we need to build to like fill that cup, right. To like patch, to patch that hole up. I'm really mixing my metaphors up here. I hope this makes sense. Then, right, you've maybe experimented with talking about how you can feel the connection. Then maybe it can come progress to something like, I can feel the connection from your heart stretching all the way across the room to my heart. Do you feel it too? Right, so drawing attention to the truth that not only is their connection that is leaving your heart and going to them, but also that there's connection that's leaving their heart and coming to you and you can feel it, right? Anchor into that. Now, if you have a child who's asking for connection, but you're occupied with something else, right? Like maybe you're on a phone call or you're helping their sister with their homework or you're making dinner or you're just trying to switch the laundry real quick or again, the myriad of things that's just regular life. And making it hard for you to give them the connection that their shoulders touch their knee apart at summer camp. I knew we'd be back together. Part of, of, of your, how do I give my kid experiences of connection and presence and just taking a real honest look at ourselves? And am I showing up in a way that's really offering connection and presence? Because it's hard. It's hard when someone's whiny. It's hard when someone's clingy. It's hard when someone feels like a bottomless pit of need. There are their hearts push pull of I'm desperate for connection. And also I find it terrifying. If that does describe your child, you might, uh, check out the podcast episode on disorganized attachment that kind of describes that energy more in depth. And then the episode on how attachment changes can be helpful as well. And just like bringing, you know, just bringing you back to the hope that it can change. All right. So I hope this episode was helpful. I also hope, um, club, are you ending this episode with maybe a big sigh of relief? Like, yes, finally someone gets me and my kids, but also maybe a sense of like, okay, but now what? All right, y'all, I've got lots of possible now what's. If you want to connect with me directly, like pick my brain, have access to me almost every day, not to mention hundreds of other parents from around the world who totally get what it's like to be you, then you're going to want to join us in the club. We have monthly live events, including groups for siblings of dysregulated kids, a huge video library with something like 80 or 90 videos, plus transcripts and certificates of completion. Plus, of course, a very active forum that I'm participating in every single day. We open for new members periodically. So go check robingobel.com slash the club. If we aren't open now, 
You can put yourself on the waiting list and I'll let you know the moment we open for new members. That's robingobel.com slash the club. Now, if you're a professional and you want to strengthen your capacity to work with the families of kids with big baffling behaviors and vulnerable nervous systems, plus use all of my materials, including a 12-module course that follows raising kids with big baffling behaviors, plus be included in an online searchable directory so families all over the world could find you, then you're looking for Being With, which is my year-long immersive training program that runs January through December. So you'll want to go to robingobel.com slash beingwith, read all about it. And if you're interested, put yourself on that waiting list too. Now, if you just maybe need a little extra connection and co-regulation, but don't feel like you need to join the club, then you can just keep listening to my podcast. Or you could go subscribe to my Start Here podcast, and that'll give you 10 episodes in order that will take you through cultivating a great foundation of parenting with regulation, connection, and felt safety. That's at robingobel.com slash start here. You have to go there. You can't just find it in your podcast app. Or you can get yourself a copy of Raising Kids with Big Baffling Behaviors, paper book, audio book, ebook. You can get that anywhere books are sold. Or you can just head to my website download one of my very many free resources. I keep them all really easy to access at robingobel.com slash free resources. Webinars, masterclasses, eBooks, infographics, all sorts of stuff. Go check it out. See what of those things could be supportive of you or maybe to the other adults in your life who are helping support you and your child. There are just so many ways that you and I could be more connected and you can get the amount of co-regulation and support that you need. If it feels like a lot to remember, all you have to do is go to robingobel.com and take your time clicking around, seeing what I got there. I am so, so glad you and I are connected now and I can't wait to be with you again soon in our next episode of The Baffling Behavior Show. Bye-bye, y'all.